Welcome to Translating Infinity. They are communicating. Have we forgotten how to listen? You gotta take this higher! When you feel the attunement, you will literally feel the unlocking. It will feel like there are billions of little keys unlocking the padlocks that have closed off joy within your body, within your being. They will be opened. And you will feel love. Now your body is absolutely thrilled with this. For it has been in the reduced state. The dull state, the numb state, per your instructions, per your conditioning, throughout your life. We are speaking about most of you. So your body becomes ecstatic when this occurs. And then what happens to the mind? The mind has been involved in a certain program. Welcome to Episode 7 of the Translating Infinity Podcast. I am your host, Eileen Meyer. That intro excerpt was from a transmission in August 2007, 15 years ago from where I sit in 2022. My relationship to these earlier messages has changed considerably, because I have changed. The practice of the dialogue transformed me and unlocked new trajectories. These breezeways delivered news to me that there was definitely more than what we were told. At a certain point, I understood that my job was to stop my adaptation to contraction, and as scary as it was to leave the familiarity of confinement, turn in the direction of expansion. Once I had been exposed to more, once my body responded to it, drinking it in like water after forgetting what water really is, I knew there was no other choice but to trust it, grow into it. I had to become it before I could even begin to understand or unpack the meaning or the purpose of this life. I knew that I needed to demonstrate this new information because I know it will never reduce to existing language and the linear mind. And here's what I say to you. I learned that it's up to us to unpack ourselves and rise into the truth of who we really are. As I mentioned in previous episodes, I never felt like I fit into the channeling category just as I never fit with the ET contact or kundalini definitions that many experiencers I've observed eventually accept as their own. I get it. The thinking mind will not rest until a definition is provided. It doesn't work that way for me, apparently. The existing stories and explanations just didn't fit. 
There was helpful data there, always, but I wasn't able to fully accept the given narratives. Instead, I inquired within. I'm in a very different place now as I look back over the evolution of my life and the evolution of all of these audio files, hence the inspiration to do this podcast. I just needed to get it all out. I need to show you how it developed over time so that I and this greater field or self with a capital S that blends with me can bring us into the present. This is where we need to be. This is where we access what we need to know and when we need to know it. It may be a useful tool right about now. I'm still fascinated by the fact that I've always documented my life, never questioning why. It was around 2011 that this guiding intelligence strongly encouraged my public truth-telling to just demonstrate it. I've recorded hundreds of these dialogues that transition into a connection to something much, much larger than my human self. But in this next clip, I wanted to show you where I was with my truth-telling in July of 2013. Keep in mind, according to the Myers-Briggs type indicator, I am an INFJ. The I stands for introvert. Yet, I have been reminded by this intelligence on many occasions that this is my purpose. My reason for being here is to make this public. It sounds so dramatic, doesn't it? I assure you, if it were up to the human part of me, this would definitely not be happening. At the same time, I recognize that it is this universal force, love, that lifts me, that is my courage, my faith, and is the message. And none of what I speak of is borrowed from any religious tradition. These are my words. This is my truth. From my passionate self nine years ago, posted on YouTube in July 2013, I called it, It's Not What You Think. What I want to communicate is that be careful with your um, expectations of what channeling is and, and what aliens are and uh, what consciousness itself is. Uh, it's really important now to lose those expectations and just allow something else to happen because we need to graduate out of uh, an old paradigm of channeling, an old paradigm of contact. Uh, what I believe wants to happen here with me is through all this contact throughout my life, all these uh, upgrades, if you will, um, that I had to endure, and, and, and that is the word, I had to be strong enough to, to, to not go insane. And I am not exaggerating. A lot of people did with this contact, I have come to know. So preparing me for what? To figure out a way to be a bridge between 
this intelligence that has actually visited me, not in a way that you would expect, not in a way that you wake up and in the middle of the night and, oh, look, these beings are standing around me. Hello, beings. Who are you and where do you come from? No, it doesn't work that way. It has to be done meeting in in other dimensions and and not communicating in 3D. Let's just put it that way. It's different. It's not what you think. It's not what your brain, your mind, your conditioned mind comes up with. What I've been shown and what I've actually experienced is our bodies have the technology to commune with this consciousness. Translating to words is exhausting. How do I demonstrate this to you? Are you able to feel? Or do you block feeling? Because it makes you crazy to think of losing control of what you feel you're already in control of here. Which is which isn't jack shit. You don't have control of anything if you're only using a sliver of your consciousness. You gotta get through, you gotta plow through any pain that remains, even if you have done your work through all your workshops and all your classes through all the years, all the books you've read, you still have pain. Because there are layers of it. There's always something. There's always a new, more expanded understanding. There's always something to break through. I have learned this even after this universal intelligence felt like pummeling me. You know, like Roto-Rooter or something through my pain. And that was the part that was... uh, Like, you know what? Did I sign up for this? Talk about feeling out of control. And at the same time, my heart told me, this is who I am. This is what I signed up for. I don't have much drama to offer you. I don't have any stories to tell you about our brothers and sisters in space. What I do have to share with you is how to connect directly with this intelligence. Is that interesting to you? It's really interesting to me. I'm simply trying to break through this weirdness of compartments of consciousness. It's like, get out of the mind, get out of the thoughts, get out of the Thoughts that are based on language. Get out of expectations. It doesn't happen the way you think. It won't happen the way you think. And if you're just staying in what you think and you're making contact, which is possible, then you are only making contact in a narrow way. Because they will bridge to whatever is reaching out, wherever this intention is strong. And they'll meet you. But understand, we're breaking out of this fragmented consciousness. That's that's the whole idea with this graduation and evolution. Right? So, 
be willing to just stop and go, okay, maybe it isn't just through my thoughts and language and and the chatter and I want to chatter. I chatter in my head all the time. I want to chatter with them too. No, they're not into the chatter. They're into direct connection. They want you to use your gifts, your ability to commune through heart feeling, heart consciousness. This is how it is done. If you would like to meet them in a greater way than than what you think is defined as telepathy, what they've shown me is that is only a part of your consciousness that is connecting with them. And it's still wonderful and joyful to make a connection. They just want you to know that there's more. Ah, you gotta love her. That was only a glimpse of many emotional rants and subsequent breakthroughs. I spoke my truth. I didn't hold back. Clearly, though, this 2009 version of me found herself on the other side of the agreed-upon world, beyond the matrix, banging on the door, hoping to find some way to get your attention, to share what was happening. But with little to no vocabulary, or audience for that matter, to communicate the scope of what I was discovering, it appeared to be impossible. This was one of many paradoxes that I would encounter, but to those I lived and worked with, I appeared to be a talented songwriter, performer, writer, TV commercial producer, and video editor. Most were completely unaware of what was going on in my life. Of course, for many years, I didn't know what was going on in my life. Visitors interrupting me, changing me as it progressed over time, teaching me from within, providing tools with a, by the way, once you feel that this works for you, please pass it on to others. Okay, this episode has taken me a while because I found myself standing at that next big wall of paradox, not only in how to describe this in an episode, but for several years now to attempt to teach this inner dialogue process that ignites matter with soul, whereby something larger begins to flow. It is an embodied and at times ecstatic experience when this connection is made. I didn't make it up. This practice... It was taught to me by demonstration and by an intelligence within that had the unique ability to inform or teach me via my own body-centered emotional intelligence. There was no thought occurring in these lesson times. I was adapting to a wholly new way of understanding or comprehending. Thought only entered in when I tried to write or talk about it with my closest friends. Eventually, I expanded beyond just close friends as I went along. I understood, through the communion state, that this was part of why I was experiencing all of this and my unusual life in the first place, to work with or apply it in my own life first and then share what I'm learning with others. 
The following clip is from June 2021 and also demonstrates the transition from my local consciousness into non-local consciousness. What you'll hear is the tail end of a dialogue. I was expressing what was real for me. At the time, it was frustration in teaching the dialogue. Note the greeting that breaks through. I've been speaking this phrase for many years, not knowing what it translated to. Just a few weeks ago, it was made known to me. A coded phrase that announced the shift and an incoming transmission. It was a pre-birth, agreed-upon phrase that sent pre-articulated data bypassing my linear mind. Data that I would recognize on a cellular level. So I'm just feeling that pain right now. Um, And so I'm here, and I, I understand that things are changing again. Um... When I have these movements of feeling, as they taught me how to do, it's so healing and so restorative. It's it's um, it's the best practice ever, and it's so foreign to people. They don't understand, or they, they, they go dead. They block. That's the programming when I talk about it, for the most part. Yes, I've articulated this a thousand or more times, okay? Yes, I have. I don't know how many were recorded, but um, what now? I'm here. I'm here, and... This is a crazy place to be. And Aishtima. <laughs> oh God. Ah. <laughs> oh. The transition from pain, from limitation, from the fragmented view into pure joy instantaneously. Do you see? So, it has been a very important phase of this growth and the mapping of this growth, the demonstration of it, to show, to reveal that it is in the dialogue, it is in the honest sharing of feelings in the moment that are accurate, honest. When this is spoken out loud, the voice is a sounding of truth. Now, when it is true and you are expressing fully and accurately what you are actually feeling, this becomes a tuning fork. This is your individual tuning fork. The voice 
begins to vibrate, the more one practices expressing true feelings, the more one begins to tune with or sync with the body, the heart resonance. So this is how you bridge inner to outer. There can be many obstacles to overcome as one begins to practice speaking feelings out loud. And we have given this material frequently, often, over these years of your time. It is to attune to your own form. When you are attuned to your own form, you may begin to broadcast naturally to all that is, to the field. This is when you show up on the field. What I was experiencing firsthand was extraordinary. Each new aha moment wove into every other experience in my life that fed into the present one. I could see and feel that it was all connected. What seemed like random, crazy, mystical, high strangeness, abduction, and numinous experiences over my lifetime were all designed to fold into a practice called the dialogue. I tried naming it a variety of things in my teaching of it, but now I just refer to it as it was originally given to me. The dialogue was the closest resonant match in my verbal translation to date. The dialogue was simple. Speak honestly, out loud, what you are feeling. It sounds simple, right? (laughs) In actuality, it goes against the grain of everything we were taught here. Feelings are dangerous. And that campaign to suppress our true nature worked very, very well. But if we can get through the initial discomforts of speaking honestly just by ourselves, many breakthroughs lie ahead when we can experience a where two or more source power flows through and becomes more than we thought we were or could imagine ourselves to be. Something larger fills our being and begins to speak to and through us without thought. The breakthrough moments began when I consciously observed and was informed through the streaming translations that I was coming into the felt understanding of attunement with my physiology, my feelings, my mind, and that greater something that flows through everything. And when I began to articulate it, I saw that very few people understood the power of their emotional nature especially when it's reduced to words. Except through poetry, lyrics, and music, I found that language was just not designed to deliver all the layers of streaming data that is possible in our natural state. In my initial attempts to translate into language, this intelligence or presence repeated this data point more than any other. You were designed to commune in this way. It is within you. It is your natural state. 
I must say, however, that unpacking this living data and reorienting to it was the easier leg of this life's journey. And I am not saying it was easy. But sharing it with my fellow humans has been brutal, to say the least. Still, this connection, this lighting up within, this expanding flow of pure love and guidance carried me into synchronistic intersections with others in the external world who could hear it. There were breathtaking moments. Any manifestation of these synchronicities is where I realized fuck, this is really real. Synchronicities bridge the inner to the external world. It's pure magic. And I'm well aware that unless I had faced every fear that presented along my path, I would not know this level of joy. Just like when I mustered up the courage to sing in front of audiences back in the day and a variety of other uncomfortable moments of feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Those were my breakthroughs. I transcended many of those collectively agreed upon walls, thereby proving by demonstration that it is in fact fear that blocks our true nature. And our true nature is what informs us forward. I found that many people think that if they just state these things, you know, regurgitate the data that they read and collect, then they might say that they know this. Perhaps they collect lots of bits of available data in this spectrum and and then call themselves knowledgeable. And it's true, they are. I am in awe of people who can gather data and retain it. I retain very little of what I read. So in my world, saying it doesn't make it so. For me, I found that the experiential and embodying and living it makes it so. I only know these things experientially, and then I am tasked with explaining it to those knowledgeable folks who have gathered vast amounts of existing mental data, and because it has been tested and proven inside a shadow world laboratory, I and the soul and the feminine love still remains on the fringe of this reality. I realize that this is not an original epiphany. These words are scattered everywhere in ancient literature as well as in the modern-day spiritual marketplace. But actualizing it beyond the given context in this out-of-phase reality is a whole other trajectory to rediscovering ourselves. Synchronicities have also brought the work of others into my view, those who are on the cutting edge of discovering what I am discovering inside of myself. This is where many new conundrums would emerge through my experiments in transcending duality. I wrote many emails to those scientists, professors, theologians, who I stumbled upon via magical connecting events. The only problem was I was invisible to them. They were too popular in the scientific celebrity marketplace to bother with my magical subjective data, all of which was manifesting in my feeling nature and was igniting my physiology simultaneously. 
It was around 2006 that I read a popular theoretical physicist's work about the relationship between quantum physics and consciousness and found so many parallels to what I was experiencing with the dialogue. I was inspired to reach out to him, one of the dozens of letters I sent out into the world over the years. He was one of the few that responded, and not in a kind way. He was appalled at my arrogance in thinking that I had anything to offer him. He then rattled off his credentials, his awards, and further clear evidence proving that we had nothing in common, and to please go away. I had angered him, and that was the kind of data I was interested in. What was triggered there? I pondered this a lot in my life because it happened so often. When I spoke of feelings, it triggered people. Fascinating. Anyway, these pillars of science and education were unreachable. In my view, they were discovering some of the trailheads that led beyond the construct. But instead of continuing further up the trail and adding themselves and consciousness into their brilliant equations, they deferred to the out-of-phase version of reality. Because, after all, that was the agreed-upon version that had books to sell, mortgages and families to feed, and other colleagues to impress. My life taught me that something incredible happens at that trailhead, that wall of fear. We have a choice. Do we stay and loop inside another version of another essay of life? Or do we transcend the fear and step into a multi-dimensional laboratory of living poetry? In the world that was, it seemed we all agreed that we were frightened pieces of a motherless dream. I know this because the serpent wild delivered me to a world that is whole, where nothing is the same except for that primordial that ran through everything. A wild that refused to be tamed or caged, yet waited to be grounded and called to be claimed. So, what I'm trying to say is, I have journeyed beyond the trailheads. But until people directly experience and awaken their own dormant poetry within, my data is mostly perceived as gibberish. Call it woo and be done with the deep discomfort of it. But are you done with it? Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will continue to rule your life and you will call it fate. November 2019 Your compass has been upside down. This reversal this reorientation takes place within you and then that compass ignites and points the way. When you are open, feeling, able to attune your instrument to this divine 
a universal field. You know. You simply know. And while the outer world continues to transform, you remain unaffected by the fanfare, unaffected by the manipulation of the mind of the mental realm. You see, that is what can be manipulated if that is the only part of the spectrum of your consciousness that you are using. And we have spoken of this many times. So this reorientation is 100% up to the individual. And why are some able to feel this and others not? It is all based on your energetic field, your body, what it holds on to from the past, what it holds on to in fear. You see, you were taught that your mind was king, your linear mind, and that is untrue. That has been a king that has been propped up by those who wish to manipulate your consciousness. This pathway to the divine, while it seems through your religious institutions, that you are being guided to this center of the cross. In fact, you are being directed away from it in most cases. Through dogma, propaganda, many of you who are immersed in the storylines that you are receiving through your internet. Many of you have been manipulated to the point where there is a fundamental misunderstanding about who you are and the potentiality, the pregnancy that is occurring right now. It is taking core truths and delivering it to you through linear thinking so that you receive the markers for what the soul is seeking.
through words and stories, characters, drama. That is not your story. That is not your unique soul story. That must be found within your own consciousness. The soul is not valued here. The feminine is not valued here. Have you noticed love is not valued here? It is my understanding that what I am being shown and taught here is the reactivation of our soul technology, our dormant feminine nature. Why is it that I can feel this presence in my physiology? Why at times does it cause me to weep? There is a missing piece. And she is rising within. Not in concept. Not in story. She is the gold. She is the grail that is lighting up within. January 2021. This is what has been invisible to your consciousness for ages. You have not had the input from the mother. Even your Ancient stories of the mother have been distorted. The mother is within you. The mother is in your flesh, in your blood, your bonds. Allow her to live and you shall be free. The mother you see, would introduce the truth, would introduce what would break the spell that you are all under. This is why she has been suppressed, ignored. And she will no longer be ignored. This is where your power lies. And we are not referring to a character in the play, in the grand play. We are referring to a very large aspect of your consciousness, your original design. We ask that you consider, and because we know that we speak to your intellect primarily, for this is what you were born into and you were entrained to, we ask you to consider, is there something that I missed? And that is the reason why this world makes no sense and why it never will without this original piece of your consciousness. We can't change this reality until we change ourselves. 
or rather until we are willing to break through the fear, through the walls of this unconscious territory, and recall these missing pieces of our original design. Nobody has to choose this. Though the ancients did leave markers to communicate it, pointing to these intersections within multidimensional cosmic cycles of time. The mandorla, the window, the doorway opens to reveal that we have a greater opportunity now to excavate, integrate, and birth more of ourselves into form. If we choose, we will embody soul again, just as we were designed to do. And this is what shifts us back in phase with our original source creator, or call this universal force or the unified field, whatever you choose. To me, it is a felt presence. It is light. It is sound. This is who I am. This is who you are. And how did I land here in this knowing? Through the dialogue. The one thing they have repeated over and over again. This inner dialogue is the light, the way beyond this insane upside-down world out of Plato's cave and into the light of remembrance. I don't know about you, but if I'm going to be feeling any anxiety and fear in my reality, I choose the discomfort that comes with expansion from entering the unknown of this high-frequency light, that same light that stretches me beyond levels of love and joy that I had not previously felt. Breakthroughs in understanding who we are in relation to all that is. Yes, I'd rather feel that than continue to sink into the toxic familiarity of smallness and contraction, giving my sovereign power away to the next-in-line celebrity dictator. This episode was supposed to be about outlining the dialogue. I don't know how to do that. I've tried so many times. I can see why otherworldly beings have difficulty reaching us. I get it firsthand, but I like to think that they had some success in reaching me, teaching me this way of connecting to the field through feeling and resonance. They had to change me throughout my life through visitations and kundalini to change me enough to feel resonance communication. As a fellow human, I can't visit you in the night and scare you awake like they did for me. I can only demonstrate. But if your resonance faculties are not online and you have no interest in doing so, then yeah, I am woo and I will always be woo to you. I was shown that many souls arrive here, especially in these processional intersections, because they deeply love humanity. They will come in the form of ETs, angels, crypto beings, ghosts, fairies, and even great spiritual masters, anything to get our attention, to tell us that the kingdom is within us. But until human individuals crack open and realize they have been trapped inside an addiction to something that always leads to separation and death, the cycle of addiction continues. We have to want to remember who we are, weave our greater selves back together again, and willingly transcend, willingly re-harmonize with Source. For several years, my practice consisted of dialoguing to unravel myself, 
I would most of the time begin with thoughts and thinking until I realized I had to shift into feeling to generate the vibration or body hum that I had become familiar with when I landed in these truth-telling episodes. After much practice in this way, I was able to shift more quickly into the zone where the words would flow without my ego editor demanding that this and that be omitted or rephrased so that we might be more accepted in consensus. Thankfully, in recent years, this editor-in-chief has been absorbed into the resonance. He still serves in this overall project, but has found great relief in being let go from a position he was never qualified to hold on his own. I find that the dialogue is much like a chiropractic adjustment that realigns and restores the natural order or attunement of the whole body to become a more efficient receiver of more. January 2021 When we speak in this way and through this voice, we are broadcasting far more than words. It is the words that entrap you. It is the words that placed you in this agreement to be small, far smaller than you are and that you were designed to be. It is energy. It is frequency that lights up the signposts within you. When you put all of the pieces back together again, you cannot be harmed. Mm. You rise above. You transcend that which you once thought was real and true. Begin to pray in your own way. Ask for this guidance. Ask to be shown the truth of who you are. You do not need to follow anything. You do not need to follow anything that this voice says to do or suggests to do. You do not need to be told what to do. Once you make this commitment to rejoin these aspects of yourself and to reintegrate, you will feel it and you will be pulled forward into new understanding, a greater view. commit to it. Do it in your way. Do it the way that you are inspired to rejoin the rest of yourself, to embody the rest of yourself. There is no structured program here. Choose to do it. Engage with 
this source frequency. Commune with it. Dialogue with it. And you will be on your own path. This is simply what this human speaking now has learned and understood and applied. And she serves as a tour guide, if you will, showing you what she learned from engaging in a dialogue, in a prayer, if you will, with Source, Father, Mother, Creator. It is both. The Father God needs the Mother who has been imprisoned within you. It is up to you. Be creative how you engage with this. But no. That you have a choice. The love that has been missing is now pouring through those who have awakened, those who have healed, those who are reorienting to the truth. This is being broadcast into this containment and it is disrupting it. It is understood that you perceived all of these characters and stories within the game as real. This is understood. Release your attachment to how the story goes and invite the greater story back into your consciousness, your being. And it will show you that you are far greater and the possibilities are endless with what you choose to create. It does not have to be confined to the little play, the timelines of history that you were given, the future that they speak of, that you cannot do this without their authority. Those are lies. Those are lies. Begin to invite this love to restore you. It might feel scary initially. You might feel afraid because you are not accustomed to these higher frequencies. Trust. Listen to others who have walked this path and continue to walk this path. Who have come back, who have doubled back and carry the lantern. It does not mean that it is the only way, but it is wise to listen to those who have walked the path 
and who understand some of the pitfalls and some of the fears that may arise, some of the patterns to be aware of that call to you to return to that which you once knew to be reality. Because the fear is great of the unknown. But that is all it is, is a fear. Until you feel what you know to be true. Within you. And then it is no longer unknown, it is known. This is the transformation. And it is up to you to choose it. Choose love continuously. And you will change. You will transform. You will remember who you are. You will restore your power. You will remember the grace that you are. I do hope that I helped some in filling in the blanks about what the dialogue is and how important it's been in expanding my awareness. I think it was Buddha that said, I am a finger pointing to the moon. Don't look at me. Just look at the moon. I think I would change that slightly to say, don't look at me. Don't focus on all these words. Just find the moon inside of you. And then let the sun find you and illuminate your true nature. Remember, you are loved. You are love. And there's a purpose for you being here now. It's time to shine. Wherever you are, right where you are. Maybe you're here to carry the lantern too, in your own unique way. Just tell them, don't be afraid. And welcome home. I made up my mind. I'm tearing down those signs. Blindly I followed them away from you. The colors on the canvas here, they don't do you just to steer, I guess, black and white, it just seemed easier, they summed you all up in words, made it hard to find you on earth, but love always finds, love always finds, heart that's willing to shine. No, baby.